welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. to see those who have been joining for the men's groups and various things that are going on. So thanks for joining there. Uh, if you haven't done so this week, do join one of our church at someone's home groups. Um, I'm sure it will be a blessing to you. You can register for those on the website. And we are very excited about Bible school starting again on Tuesday. This is coming Tuesday the 31st. and. Um, if you're uh, keen on investing some time in, you know, immersing yourself in the Word of God, please join us. This is the new intake for the second semester, so everybody's welcome, and uh, you can start your first year this semester uh, if you haven't done Bible school before. So please join us there. I was so encouraged recently. Uh, our youngest daughter Emily, she's uh, five. Uh, told me something that had happened to her. So we were chatting about, I think, we were talking about hearing God's voice and how that works. So she said to me, she was asleep one night and then she heard me, the dad, calling her. So she got up, she woke up and she got up and she came to my, my bed, to our bed and our room. And then she saw, well, okay, no, it couldn't have been me because I was fast asleep and nothing going on there. And then she said to her, she went, she said she went back to her room and she realized this must be God speaking to her. And I was so, I'm really encouraged by her making that assumption. And then she said she felt that she had to pray. And I asked her, what, what did you pray about? And then she said, no, she prayed for everybody that was, was sick and people that were COVID and all those kind of things. Um, and I was so challenged and encouraged at the same time that my five-year-old was woken up in the middle of the night to pray for people that she didn't even know. So yeah, that was really encouraging. Uh, in any case, uh, let's pray as we consecrate this time to the Lord um, for a moment. Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, for your word, O oh Lord. And uh, we take the moment now, Lord, to quieten our hearts take it a moment to lay down things that consume our hearts and minds and we choose to trust you with these things. We choose now to consecrate this time to you, God. We choose to be completely present in this place and wherever we are listening, wherever we find ourselves right now, we choose to consecrate this space and time to you, God, for your purpose. Let your kingdom come down this morning. Wherever we are, let your kingdom come. Amen. I would like us to start by reading from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Well, there's a lot in there, um, and I think so so much that is relevant to us in the in the time that we're living in. We're anxious for nothing. Um, there's so much around us that that wants us to be anxious at this moment, and uh, and then there's such a powerful dynamic where, where Jesus said, where we said, where Paul writes, um, bring those things to God. Your supplications, requests, with thanksgiving, and then that very powerful piece which says, "And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, God, our hearts and our minds." And isn't that necessary? Isn't that necessary for our hearts and our minds to be guarded? There's so much coming at us. I actually read something recently. A uh, person was saying that we live in an age of anxiety. It seems worry lurking at every corner in different forms. And there are endless lists of what-ifs coming at us. What-ifs surrounding our health, surrounding economic stability, political stabilities, you know, stuff going on in the world around us. And, you know, pandemics and illnesses and... So many uncertainties um, coming at us. And what makes it worse is that we are bombarded by information. Terrific headlines, you got scary social media posts, email updates, you name it. And uh, we've got all of these things coming at us. Um, and it's as if all this information is not really making it any better, but making it worse because we are just aware of so much more. And we find that so much of this information plays on our ungodly fears and anxiety. So a couple of, of things tend to happen. First of all, these, um, all these what-ifs and all these reasons to stress are causing us to take our focus off Jesus. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Um, can you remember when, when Peter walked on water, there's this amazing account where the disciples are in a boat, they're crossing a lake, and Jesus said he, you know, he'd meet up with them. And then they're in a, in a storm, and there's waves and wind happening, and it's crazy. It's a bit scary situation. And then they see this figure walking towards them on the water. And you know the story. They see it's actually Jesus. First they are afraid, and they see it's Jesus. Then Jesus. Then Peter says, "Jesus, if it's you, call me." Um, and then Jesus called him, and he actually stepped out of the boat, and he actually walked on water towards Jesus. And uh, we see this moment where Peter saw the scripture says Peter saw that the wind was boisterous; it was a strong, and he saw the waves and the wind. And that's the moment when he actually sank. And uh, such a, actually such an apt picture, because the moment Peter took his eyes off Jesus, the moment he was focusing on all the scary stuff happening around him, that's the moment we started sinking. But he did recover well, and he called out the name of Jesus, and Jesus immediately um, pulled him you know, and helped him. And I believe he walked back to the boat with Jesus on the water. And as I was praying through this message, this is one of the images I got actually. Is that I got this image of, of someone that's so um, overwhelmed by all these things going on around us, all the anxieties and fears, that they are 
It's as if they are sinking into a pit. Um, and and the more they, they're looking down and around them, the, the more they're actually sinking into this pit. And I, and I had this image of, of God calling us, and calling you and me to lift up our heads <laughs> and to reach out to Him and to put our focus back on Him. Uh, just on a more personal note, we are busy with a large project, um, big step of faith for us, which has been going on for more than a year. And uh, it involves, you know, buying property along with my mom and lots of stuff happening. And to be honest, I was getting anxious um, when we were in, still in the, in the buying process. And I was starting to react more in the flesh, more in my own strength, and less according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I was struggling to hear the Holy Spirit. I was struggling to, I wasn't listening to the Holy Spirit. And to be honest, that was a stressful time. And I found myself starting to, wanting to force the um, process, wanting to force the transaction and, and wanting to force it into the timeline I kind of had it in my head. And I was getting more and more anxious and I was more and more frustrated and I started to kind of talk to various of the parties, trying to hurry things up. And uh, I'm getting, having a bit of arguments, uh, an argument here or there. And uh, one time the Holy Spirit convicted me and he said, basically the gist of what I felt was that God was saying, why are you fighting with these people? Why are you getting anxious and trying to force this as if all these factors depend on them? And God was actually challenging me, saying that, do I really believe that He is sovereign? Do I really believe that, that the timing and when things will happen and all of those things, that He has power over those things? And yeah, I had to repent and I had to uh, go and apologize to some people, but the, I was just so encouraged because there was a moment where I realized, wow, I can put my trust in God. I can know that He is faithful to bring these things to pass at the right time. He is good and He is able to, to keep His promise and to, to provide the right thing. But when we take our eyes off Jesus and put our focus more on the what-ifs, we are in danger of going into a downward spiral of fear and anxiety. With, with them, these what if started to consume our thoughts, keeping us out of our sleep, seemingly absorbing all our energy, there is a danger that those things could, you know, completely overwhelm us if we allow them to. But one of the other things that tend to happen is that we tend to become paralyzed by fear. We, come, we often, you know, we struggle to hear God's voice, we struggle to discern His will, we just struggle to res- we struggle to respond in faith, um, and we do not experience the peace of God. That is a big um, way. This is such an important way how God directs us through His peace. And um, yeah, I just just I remember there was a a, a crazy moment uh, when our eldest Abigail was born. You know, after a, a so, you know, struggle with falling pregnant after that period, wrestling with God about not being able to fall pregnant, and we did. And now, you know, the birth was upon us, and um, it was obviously the whole process, the whole thing was a bit more traumatic for my wife and for me, but 
um, what happened is we, there was a moment where things didn't go right with the bird. And, and where everything kind of was still okay. And then suddenly there, there, there was this realization that things could go badly wrong now. And then uh, there was a decision made to go for an emergency cesarean. And I remember there was there were those moments where I was, you know, suddenly everything came into action and, and I was, somebody gave me these clothes to wear, you know, those clothes that the um, surgeons wear. And they told me where to go and change. And I remember going to the changing room and I was thinking, oh, this is not the way things should be going. Um, and I took that moment alone to really just come before the Lord in prayer. And I, to be honest, that was a pretty desperate prayer right there. Uh, and to be honest, there was a lot of fear in my heart in that moment. What's going on now? What's going to happen? Is am I going to be okay? My wife and is my, my daughter, Abigail, is she going to be okay? And I remember just, just coming before the crying out to God. And what was so powerful was that in that moment, I, I, I was able to hear the Lord saying everything is going to be fine. Don't worry. I've got this. I'm, I'm still in charge. Even when things are not going your way, even when things are going differently than we thought they would go, or we hoped they would go, He was still with us. And the peace of God came over again. We were amazed at God's faithfulness throughout the process. And I remember another story that I want to share. Um, years ago, um, I was on a hike. And I had quite a heavy backpack, and I was wrestling through some undergrowth, walking, kind of uh, trying to find a path. The path wasn't so clear. And at one stage, it became so, um, I became, you know, it got denser and denser, the undergrowth, and to such an extent that I ended up in a, in a thorny bit, and it was so dense and so, uh, I was so, I got, properly entangled in all of these branches and bushes to such a point where I literally couldn't move. And that's what I was reminded of when I thought about how these anxieties and fears come around us that they want to entangle us, to actually paralyze us. Unable to move, unable to respond and be unable to do God's will. And I literally had to be cut loose <laughs> out of that situation. So that's another picture that God reminded me of, just us being entangled by all these things. Um, you know, part of what people are dealing with at the moment is, is you know, making decisions around the pandemic, around vaccinations, about when and what and if or if not, and children or not, and vaccinating kids, all that stuff. There's so many things that people are wrestling with, and along with that, people are wrestling with what will other people say. You know, we, we um, what will my friends and what will family say if I, if I make this decision or that decision? And um, I want to really encourage us keep our hearts and our focus on Christ. Make sure that you hear His voice for you in this And make sure you're in a place where, you, where the peace of God can direct you. Now, how do we combat these tendencies? towards fear and anxiety. Just repeating Philippians 4 that we just read earlier on, like a mantra, does not magically undo anxiety. 
I read an article by Stephen Lee, and he says, just asking God to take away the anxiety doesn't necessarily mean the foreboding fog will lift immediately. In addition to its spiritual roots, anxiety can also stem in part from biological and neurological factors beyond our conscious While the battle can be more complex, often our anxieties are revealing of our souls and the breakdown between our stated belief and the state of our heart. And yeah, so he touches on a bunch of, a couple of things there. And um, so just being, just, uh, um, you know, praying, asking God to take them away, probably not immediately work. We have to, and we have to acknowledge that often there is a more complex challenge around anxiety. Um, and I want us to read a little bit more from the scripture around this. Uh, the Apostle Peter gives us some great advice from 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7. And he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Um, so if we look at that a little bit, the, the key here, one of the keys we, we first see there, you know, it kind of outlines the multi-step process. You know. And firstly, we start by acknowledging where we are at. Um, and this I find often is the first step to any, any, in any situation where we need the help, God's help, when we need His grace, is a place of humbling. Where we humble ourselves before God, where we acknowledge where we are at. So he says, when I acknowledge I'm, I'm fearful and anxious, that's the first step. Um, and when we humble ourselves, you know, the word says that God gives grace to the humble. So I always see it like this, it's this, this powerful moment where we choose not to lean on our own strength anymore, where we, choose, where we realize I can't do this, you know. Can't have victory in this area on my own. I have to. I need God in this situation. And there's this powerful moment where we open the door for the grace of God flood into our situation. The way we do that by humbling ourselves before God. And often humbling ourselves before God also involves walking in the light, walking in accountability. I want to encourage, maybe there's someone encourage you, maybe there's somebody out there wrestling with anxieties and fears. Um, I want to encourage you that the most powerful thing you can do is to reach out to somebody to say, I, I, I need to talk to somebody. I need, I want to humble myself. I, want, I need God's grace in my situation. Reach out to somebody that can encourage you or reach out to a professional person to help you. Reach out to as a, um, the church offers, we'd love to pray with you, but don't sit with this thing on your own. Open that door. Open that door for the grace of God. So you start by acknowledging where we're at, and then to acknowledge, I'm failing to trust God in some aspect of God's character. You know, I'm failing to trust some of those aspects of God's character and goodness. So there's all there's a place of repentance, or saying, "Lord, I'm I'm not actually I'm not trusting you in this thing. I'm not actually trusting your goodness in this in this moment." And you know, the place we need to just say, "Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm wrestling. I'm struggling to trust you with this thing. I'm struggling to trust in your goodness." 
and your faithfulness. I'm struggling to trust that you are going to be able to do what you promised. And then thirdly is, I need his help to cast his anxieties. So not only do I need to cast my anxieties upon Jesus, cast them upon the Lord, but I need his help to do that. So even that we, we, rest, we struggle with. So I want to encourage you to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help so that I'm able to cast all these anxieties on you, so that I'm able to give your grace, so that your peace can come again to guard my heart and mind. So that I'm able to get uh, untangled from all of these things pulling me this way and that way and binding me to a place where I can again be free focus on you, focus my heart on you, focus, focus my thoughts on you, to put my faith in, in you again. And then Numbers 13, we see the, the spies that were sent out to spy out the, the promised land. And they return with a good report about the land, but they return with a very negative report about um, them being able to take the land. So they doubted God's strength to be able to perform His promise and give them the promised land. Instead of focusing on all the reasons why they as a nation were unable to take the land, they uh, would have done well to remind themselves of God's power and ability to do what He said He would do. But that is what we, we tend to do. We, we tend to, uh, when our focus is, is taken off of God, off of His faithfulness, off of His goodness in the past, we, we're focusing so much on the, the enormity of what lies before us that we, we struggle to actually walk in. That's what exactly what happened in that moment. In uh, Matthew chapter 10, from verse 28, I want to read there. And, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a couple coin? And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are more valuable than many sparrows. This is one of those hectic scriptures which, if you think about it, this is the detail, this is the, um, the way that God knows us. He knows us to such a detailed place. He knows the number of hairs on our heads. For me, in my case, it's becoming less of a challenge these days. I'm just kidding. But the, the, the reality is our Father knows us. He knows where we at. He knows what is in our heart. And he says that you are valuable. You are more valuable than many sparrows, and he is aware of what's going on in our heart. We are able to trust him. We are able to entrust these things to him, and, and we are able to call on his name so that his peace and kindness. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says that, just to paraphrase, is that, is that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. The more we immerse ourselves in the Word of God, the more we um, focus on the Word, focus on the promise of God, that 
stirs faith in us, that builds faith in us, that strengthens our faith, that strengthens our spirit. When we when we immerse ourselves in the scripture, when we feed from the scriptures, we are strengthened in our we are strengthened in our ability to trust God. We are reminded of His goodness. We are reminded of His promise. And we are able to strengthen ourselves. I want to really encourage us, if you are busy doing research about all the stuff going on on social media, about decisions you have to make, make sure that you spend more time in prayer than in the Bible that you spend on research. Make sure that you spend more time in worshiping God and focusing on Him. You spend consumed with all of those things. And uh, that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do. When we are focusing on all these other things, we're not focusing on Christ. We tend to lose the plot. We tend to get distracted. We tend to get sucked into this wormhole, this spiral of, of just fear and anxiety. Okay. So make sure that your focus stays on Him. And, as, and like I said before, make sure that you hear from the Lord what He has on His heart, His heart for you. Psalm 42, verse 5, this is from the English Standard Version, it says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. I want to read it also from the New Living Translation. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise Him again, my Savior and my God. This is such an amazing moment where, where David talks to himself. And he says, he says to himself, why are you discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? And then he actually commands himself, hope in God. He speaks to his soul, hope in God. And then he proclaims, I will praise Him again. My Savior and my God. In these moments of turmoil, I want to encourage you, speak to your soul. Take, take charge in your spirit and speak to your soul so that you can focus on God and praise Him again as David did. My friend, Pastor Eniswart, once said that if Jesus only ever leads you where you, where you already want to go, you're probably following yourself, not Jesus. I just want to add to that, you know, in terms of when we're talking about fear and we talk about difficulties that we're working with and challenges that we face, I want to encourage you that often when these challenges come, when these difficult things come across our path, um, it is actually a, for me a positive sign. When, when we're just going where we want to go, when we're following the path of least resistance, most often means that we are not following Jesus. Following Jesus often means a path of great resistance. Um, this might not be good news, but um, in, our, in our walk with God, in our following, following Jesus, there are going to be things that come against us. There are going to be difficult things we work through. So I'm going to encourage you, don't be discouraged, but be encouraged when, when things come against you. Be encouraged when when you have to work through difficulties, when your faith is tested, amen? When in those moments when, when fear comes against us, I want to encourage us, if you've ever prayed that prayer, it's not a bad prayer, it's a good prayer. If you pray that prayer, Lord, strengthen my faith, or 
help you to grow in our faith. And now you are facing situations where you have to choose to trust God and we have to guard against fear. We have to combat fear and anxiety in your heart. I reckon God is answering your prayer. Answering your prayer. Because now there's an opportunity for our faith to grow. There's an opportunity for us to resist fear and anxiety. There's an opportunity for us to to choose to to, um, trust in Him. Choose to put our faith. I would like to end off with a portion from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Describe the sermon. Um, York Jesus covers an amazing number of topics in, the, in one sermon. Do yourself a favor and go and read through these chapters. They're really encouraging and they, they just cover such a lot of amazing topics. Um, I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 6, from verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Um, They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you by by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the, into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the for the day is its own trouble. This is such a, a lot of things that he talks about here, but I want to encourage us to look at the creation around us. Look at now, it's so beautiful in spring. There's so much life all around us as spring is approaching. Let us fix our eyes on him again. Let us realize that he is the author and the finisher of it. He is the one that is faithful to his will. He's the one that is able to perform. And then finally, Isaiah. 26 verse 3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on trust in the Lord. That is my prayer for us. As we fix our thoughts on him, as we trust in him always, he will keep us in perfect peace. That he would give us the grace to trust in him. Now I want to encourage you, if you are wrestling with something, if you are wrestling with an anxiety that just is just overwhelming, you reach out to There's a link in the description where you are able to reach out to us. Or if you just need somebody just to pray with you, we'd love to do that. But take take the step. Humbling us. Lord, I need your grace. Allow him to enter in. And like I said, there is the are times when the problem is complex, but as we invite the grace of 
we're taking those first steps towards receiving this provision for our Father, we thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you for your word this morning. God, in the crazy time that we're in, Lord, we just bring our hearts before you again. Lord, help us to fix our eyes upon you. Help us not to be entangled by so many things around us. Lord, help us to keep our focus on you. God, help us to hear your voice so clearly in Jesus. Help us, Lord, not to be paralyzed, not to be drawn, uh, you know, distracted by so many other things, Lord, but help us to hear your voice, to discern your will, to walk in your way in every challenging situation that you God, we pray that you would minister to every heart right now, every heart that is not experiencing your peace, every heart that is that is maybe wrestling with big decisions, wrestling with not, you know, struggling to hear your voice. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus for your peace surpasses understanding, for an ability to look to you, God, for an ability to humble ourselves to receive your grace. Let your kingdom come in and through our lives. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria. And it's